What is going on everybody? Welcome to Dog Talk with your host Holden. Hope everybody's doing good today, whatever time or day that you're listening to this. Uh, got a lot to throw at you guys, kind of getting ready for the season. Uh, we don't have much longer before we're actually in the start of the season, so uh, looking at the countdown that I've got here, it looks like we've got about 18 days left on this Tuesday that I'm recording. Usually everybody gets it, usually Wednesday morning by the time I get it out. So we're not far from the season. We're less than three weeks away. Only a couple Saturdays left before we get to get into at least Georgia football. Obviously, the week before, we're going to have a few games uh, that will be taking place. A couple in the SEC. Uh, oh, I guess really just one. Just a few days there before being Tennessee and Bowling Green. But who really cares about that if you're listening to uh, Dog Talk with me? Let's start it off like we always do. You guys be sure to... Follow me on Twitter at DogTalk20 if you guys already are. I appreciate it. I'm going to get to a little bit of Twitter content at the end of this episode uh, and talk about a few things that I put up there. And actually finally starting to get some response from some people uh, trying to get a little bit more active on Twitter this season to kind of just make some more things happen. Uh, You guys, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you guys make sure you rate and review. Also subscribe to the show so as soon as the show is put out, you guys can... uh, receive it as soon as you pull up your podcast i don't again i'm not 100 percent how it is on spotify or iheart or what have you but if you have the ability to do it there hey rate and review it there too that'd be awesome i'm gonna leave the support tab uh it will be open or the link i guess will be in the description of this podcast if you guys feel like supporting the show i'd appreciate it just click on that link there and follow the directions youtube that's coming up here in a couple of weeks as well basically two weeks from now I will start the YouTube back up, and that will be, looking at the day here, should have had my calendar in front of me. That will be the 31st, exactly two weeks from now, which is the week of kickoff. I will start the YouTube channel back up. I've actually been watching a lot earlier before I started this, um, trying to get everything prepared for some of the new visuals, again, that I'm trying to bring you guys just to make it a little bit cooler uh, on the YouTube channel. And just have good content up there for you guys. Uh, So again, that'll be dropping here in a couple weeks. I'll start that back up. And that will also be the day after the first game. So the first game obviously being uh, the 4th, I guess, technically. Yeah, September 4th. I will record the second episode. That will be when I start the two-week. Put it that way. So in two weeks when the YouTube starts up, I start the YouTube channel back up on the 31st. I will do a show that night. And then, boom, I'm going to turn around Sunday, the day after we play Saturday on the 4th, which will be the 5th. I will have another show for you. That will start my two weeks uh, where you get it the day after. Technically, more than likely, you're not going to get it until Monday morning uh, for the recap of the game over the weekend. And then, usually, that will swap from being Tuesday show to then I'll get it back to my normal Thursday where basically you get my shows on Friday and you get them on Monday. You get them Friday for the pre, pre-game and kind of previewing the games and everything coming up, and you'll get it on Monday for reviewing the game that just happened uh, to kind of start your week off there. So that kind of gets most of that out of the way. Again, like I said earlier, 18 days to count countdown uh, to the start of the season. Really looking forward to it. September 4th, Charlotte against the... Clemson Tigers. I almost gave you the ranking there. Uh, the few things we're going to run through here. Kind of a little, little shaky starting off, so let me get this thing squared up here. 
going to run through the AP Top 25 that dropped. I know we did the coaches poll last week that came out. AP, AP Top 25 did come out earlier. So we're going to run through it. I'm also going to run through my Top 25, which actually came out on another show that I did last week. I'll go ahead and get that out for you guys um, just because. Talk a little bit about Arik Gilbert and everything that came up from Saturday's scrimmage. Uh, some of the takeaways from that. JT Daniels NIL deals that came up. Talk a little bit about some recruiting, and then again, we'll end the show just with some fun little Twitter content. Um, again, on Twitter, at DogTalk20, and we'll get everything else up and going. So, looking forward to being here with you guys, and we'll jump right into it. All right, starting things off with the 2021 preseason AP poll that dropped. And we're going to run through it really quickly here. Alabama does find themselves in the top spot there. They were also obviously in the top spot of the coaches poll that dropped last week as well. Make sure I pull this up here. And the power rankings. So Alabama consistently has been that number one spot. Hey, rightfully so. I know a lot of people may say, oh, I don't know, you know, we got some other teams that could be there. But really, if you just look at the grand scheme of things, hey, let, let them be up top. Uh, I think the percentage of the number one team in the country winning the national championship is actually fairly low when they come into the AP Top 25 preseason ranked number one. So we're okay. As far as I believe the last seven years, I think they said, what, however long the playoffs have been going, which I guess has been, yeah, seven years, within the top five or I think the top seven teams in the country, one of those teams is the one who has won the national championship over the last seven years i guess that's right I, I didn't look back at the 2019 lsu season i'm not sure if they were ranked in that top seven or not but that was just a stat that i heard earlier probably should have done some research before i said that but anyways back to the ap top 25 alabama does come in at the top spot number two is oklahoma clemson right behind them in the three spot ohio state there in fourth georgia does come in at fifth we'll talk a little bit about it in depth in a minute texas a&m there at six Iowa State 7, Cincinnati 8, Notre Dame 9, North Carolina 10, Oregon 11, 12 Wisconsin, 13 is Florida, 14 is Miami, 15 is USC, 16 is LSU, 17 Indiana, 18 Iowa, 19 Penn State, 20 Washington, 21 Texas, 22 Coastal Carolina, 23 Louisiana, 24th is Utah, and 25th is Arizona State. A couple of your other teams that do get uh, votes, at least teams receiving votes here at the end. Oklahoma State, State with 107, Ole Miss 106, TCU with 40, Liberty 36, Auburn 32, NC State's in there, Michigan, Northwestern, Boise State, uh, let's see, UCF's in there, Army, UAB, which is on Georgia's schedule this season. I need to get the schedule pulled up here in front of me. I don't know why I hadn't had it in front of me all this time to be able to look at. Because normally I got it put right here in front of me. That way, if anything comes up, I can just look and go, oh, yeah, yeah, here's one the game is. Anyway, I got it here up in front of me now. And we do play UAB. Where is Georgia? There we go. Second game of the season. So that'll be September 11th, following, obviously, that Clemson opener there on the 4th. So that's the AP Top 25. Some of the talk that I'll get into a little bit at the end of the show when we talk about some of the Twitter content that I had come up Um We'll reflect a little bit around this, but I don't hate 
the ranking. I don't hate that Georgia's there in fifth. They do get three first-place votes. Alabama got 47 first-place votes. Oklahoma, six. Clemson also got six. Ohio State only got one. Georgia did get three first-place votes there. Um, I don't hate that Georgia's fifth. Um, I, I, I mean, I'm going to tell you mine here in just a little bit, what I think the ranking should have been. But... Uh, I don't like Ohio State being above us. I just don't think that Ohio State is better. I think if the two played right now, I don't think uh, that Georgia loses that game. I think uh, Georgia would beat Ohio State right now. So it's kind of hard for me to say that I think that Georgia should be ranked below them. Um, but I do get it as far as track record goes and how things were last year. Obviously, Ohio State was in the national championship, so it's kind of hard to take a team that was at least in the game. I don't care how many games they played, even if it wasn't as many games as it should have been. Um, it's kind of hard to take a team like that and not put them in that top five spot. Um, so give them the four spot. I do like Clemson being above us just because it's kind of one of those that puts a little chip on your shoulder as saying, oh, okay, this team, they're better than you. They should beat you. So let's go in there September 4th and prove ourselves. I know I've already said that before. Um, I'm still not sold on Oklahoma. Uh, I, I really am not. You know, few a couple of the games that they've played in the playoffs – were decent. Obviously, the one against Georgia was a really good one, um, but other than that, they have not looked impressive at all in the playoffs, um, and also haven't won a playoff game. Now, I get it, Georgia. We've only we've only been in the playoffs once, and we've only won one playoff game, and then lost the national championship in overtime. Um, but I'm just not sold on Oklahoma. Maybe their offense will be, you know, firing on all cylinders, but they've still got so much to prove defensively to be able to stop somebody that I just don't know. I'm just not, again, I'm just not sold on Oklahoma. So that's just kind of how I feel about the top five. I do think Texas A&M should be right there with us. Um, and then so on and so forth as they go. Uh, I'll run through my top 25 real quick that I did again last week before the AP poll came out, after the coaches poll came out. And it went something like this. I also had Alabama in the top spot. Uh, give me Clemson second, Georgia third, Oklahoma fourth, Texas A&M fifth. Really, you could kind of swap that out really. Uh, give me A&M fourth and Oklahoma fifth, really. Um, it's fine with me. Ohio State six, Notre Dame seven, North Carolina eight, Iowa State nine. Miami in the 10 spot. I'm, I'm a lot higher on Miami than others are. Uh, again, what was what were they in the AP poll? 14, so not, not far off of that. Cincinnati 11, Oregon 12, Wisconsin 13, Indiana 14. Florida 15 in the AP poll. They do come in at... 13, which I think may have been the same. Now they came in at 11th in the coaches' poll. I'm not as high on Florida. One of the other teams I'm not high on was LSU that came in 13th in the coaches' poll. They come in 16th in the AP poll, and I also put them, I actually put them a good bit further down. I put them at 21st. So picking up there in the 13th spot, I got Wisconsin, Indiana 14, Florida 15. Uh, 16, USC, Iowa 17, Penn State 18, Oklahoma State 19. I think they're going to be really good this year. Washington 20, LSU 21, Arizona State 22, Ole Miss 23, Louisiana 24, and Utah 25. Um, and, again, that was what I put out last week. I should have posted it or done a graphic. I've kind of been slacking on some of that as far as – trying to put some of that content out there trying to get a little bit better at it obviously uh, if you hadn't heard it before this is not my full-time job this is just something fun that i enjoy doing um so i try to get as much information out there as i can and as quickly as i can uh again i'm mainly trying to get better at twitter as far as putting stuff up and being interactive there to 
to kind of be able to interact with people. And the more I've done it, one thing I've noticed is there's a lot of people that we think alike. There's a lot of people I enjoy following on there and seeing content that they post. And the number one thing that I think everybody knows is Georgia, especially on Twitter, is unruly <laughs> when it comes to being a Georgia fan because for whatever reason we just we seem to just kind of tear each other apart and just think think the worst when it comes to Georgia. Uh, but nonetheless, hey, let's jump down to Saturday's scrimmage and the key takeaways from that scrimmage. The number one thing and that I've heard countless, countless, countless shows on. Um, believe it or not, even though I do my own show, that doesn't mean that I don't listen to others. I listen to quite a few other shows uh, and uh, obviously a lot in Georgia. Um, but out of all of the shows that I've been listening to, the, the talk of Arik Gilbert being out for personal reasons from the scrimmage on Saturday has taken front page of the newspaper. I mean, it is the talk and the buzz around everywhere. And I, I understand it. You know, I believe he was first committed to Florida. Uh, decommits, goes to LSU. Decommits from there, goes to Florida, leaves there, and ends at Georgia. And has been with Georgia since. Now he's out for personal reasons. You know, a lot of people are saying, hey, you know, he's just kind of bouncing around. Let's pump the brakes. Just like we talked about the week before with Scott Cochran stepping away for his own personal reasons and mental health. Let's pump the brakes here with Arik Gilbert, too. Let's not speculate on what we think it is. Just let the kid... He's already a quiet kid. If you hadn't realized that, whether it's on Twitter, wherever it is, he's already a quiet kid. He's not one that's putting all this information out there. He didn't do it when he was committing to a school. It was it was pretty quiet until, obviously, he committed, and then it's out there for everybody. It wasn't him that was trying to boost all that. That's, that's just the way that it kind of came out. So just leave, leave the kid alone. Let him be. You know, whatever it is that he's dealing with, let him deal with it. He doesn't need all this talk and chatter from all of us, you know, just ramming it down his throat of, oh, yeah, this, this, that, that. Why are you going here and then leaving and now you're here and now you're not here? What, what's the deal? What's going on? Let it be. Calm down. Everything's going to be just fine. Now, that's something I've learned. You don't say that to a woman. But seriously, just, it's a, just take a chill pill. Everything's going to be okay. Whether he's with us, whether he's not, hey, at the end of the day, it's just a game. Football is just a game. I love it. Otherwise, I wouldn't do a show like this. But it is, at the end of the day, just a game. Even though for kids now in college, it has become something a lot bigger. It is starting to become more of a business for these college kids. We'll get to that with some of the JT Daniels NIL deal stuff coming up. But prayers up to Rick Gilbert, whatever it is that he's dealing with. Uh, hope that he can battle through it and hopefully for the better come back and be part of the Georgia program. Would love to have him. Uh, I know he's made a lot of noise um, since he arrived, I believe, in June uh, for the dogs. So kind of summer workouts and getting started in camp. I've heard nothing but good things, obviously, getting to this scrimmage. Kind of changes things a little bit, but wish nothing but the best for the guy. And I don't think I really talked about it as much last week. Obviously, Scott Cochran's stepping away. Well, I, I spoke about that. And uh, continued prayers to him and his family, whatever it is he's dealing with. I still have not seen anything else on that, have not seen if he was returned. But the thing I didn't talk about was Will Muschamp has stepped up in his place. And uh, who could you ask for better than to have a former head coach stepping up in that in that position now for uh, the special teams kind of coordinator position, I guess you'd say. Uh, I do know that usually that special teams 
kind of coordinator position is kind of filled by the defensive and offensive coordinators and head coaches. So it's kind of a, a role that can be taken over by many. Again, this is not a slate towards uh, Scott Cochran, nor is it a slate towards Will Muschamp. But um, having Will, Will in there, to me, being a former head coach, that's, that's nothing but good stuff. So at, at the moment, he will be stepping in and filling in Scott Cochran's shoes um, until further notice, obviously, whenever Scott comes back, I'm sure he will be welcomed back in his position. Uh, and again, we just continue to pray, say prayers and wish nothing but the best for him, as well as now Arik Gilbert, anybody who's dealing with personal or mental health issues. Uh, just again, just wish nothing but the best for him. Let's jump back into Saturday's scrimmage. A couple of other guys that were out, Darian, uh, yeah, Darian Kendrick, he was out. He was uh, simply out for a friend's funeral prayers up to him and obviously his friend uh that he's having to deal with some of that stuff warren erickson he is still out in the center position one of the things we kind of expected was cedric von prime would be kind of rotating into that position but one of the ones that i did not expect is jamar salyer he has also jamar salyer sorry he has also kind of slid into that role as well there at center position I know this is a lot of work on him, kind of moving around, you know, being in that guard position and then sliding into that center position. Um, I don't know if it's because maybe Cedric Von Prahn is just not quite ready for that. Maybe maybe it's the thing where he does put him in. You know, Kirby kind of works him in there a little bit, um, kind of working on things and seeing how things look. But it could be more of you need that talent and experience to be able to be prepared for a game like Clemson starting the season. And maybe your best bet is having Jamari slide over and take that position uh, if need be. It seems like right now, just kind of some of the conversation I've heard around and and, and some of Smart's, uh, I guess his comments, it seems like he's thinking that Warren Erickson more than likely is going to be back for that Clemson game and be able to play that center position. So if that is the case, that's great. Obviously, in the meantime, you still have to have somebody there snapping the ball. So... Uh, that's where Sawyer and uh, Cedric Van Pron- Cedric Van Prawn have stepped up and into that position for time being. Just something to kind of keep an eye on as things move forward. Uh, tight end John Fitzpatrick, another guy that's out right now. He's got a foot sprain. Not sure if he will be back for the start of the season or not. Uh, luckily, you do have um, Darnell Washington in there, and I think he's going to continue to do big things. That's a big guy right there in the tight end position, and I know. Obviously, we talked about it a minute ago, Arik Gilbert. And Arik, you know, has been – he was not drafted, but he was, I guess, recruited as a tight end from Florida, from LSU, and to Georgia, where Georgia, I believe, has been in the uh, works of moving him kind of that wideout position more than being a tight end. So you do still at least have, again, Darnell Washington, which I think will step up in a big way there for John Fitzpatrick going down with a foot sprain at the moment. Uh, Jermaine Burton and Kiaris Jackson, they're both a little beat up, and they're still not clear to get back in the game. So that's a couple of weapons that were taken away. Um, obviously, George Pickens is not there, so that's another guy who's not there in the wideout position. So we're kind of, at the moment, just with some of these guys being beat up, you're kind of, I don't know, you just don't have your main guys you're being able to throw to. Obviously, if JT is out there throwing the ball, he's going to do all he can, but he's having to work with new weapons that he hadn't had to in a little while. You know, I know you've obviously got uh, Arian Smith out there. He's taken some, some good reps in the in the one spot and has been doing a good job. One of the main guys that I've been saying, and I tweeted this a couple of times, it's the guy to watch, I think, 
is Adonai Mitchell that's come in. I think he is going to be a standout guy. Hopefully this season, I know in the future here at the University of Georgia, as long as he'll stick around, I think he could really put his name out there and, and be kind of one of those A.J. Green type guys for the university. Um, even like a, uh, here recently, wow, I'm, uh, uh, Godwin. Man, I'm blanking on his first name right now. <laughs> maybe it'll come to me in a minute. But uh, maybe he can be kind of like him or even a Miko Hardman, one of those kind of guys. Uh, as far as like a recently played player, um, but I think he's I think he's going to be really good. Another guy who's stepping up and is fast is uh, Justin Robinson. He had a he had a pretty good scrimmage there, um, and obviously anytime you can get the ball out of JT's hand, even two new guys like that, that that's nothing but good work. Um, and obviously, I got to quit saying that word. Obviously, um, I've I've caught myself saying it a few times so i apologize I'm trying to work on myself and make things better for you guys <laughs> but if jt can continue to get the ball out even two new guys and start to kind of build that chemistry and work on that you know connection between the players all that is is good news uh, you know it, whether you're getting the ball out to um a jermaine burton or kiaris jackson jalen kimber uh excuse me that's defensive back um i just said his name Justin Robinson, sorry, uh, had his name right above it. Adonis Mitchell, these guys, I'm, I'm telling you, getting the ball out, I, I, we're going to be fine on the wideout position. I, I have no doubt, but by by the start of the season, that Jermaine Burton and Kiaris Jackson are going to be cleared. Marcus St. Rosemary, he's going to be another guy that I think is going to be, you know, just another key component there for Georgia in the wideout position. I think we are so stacked in the wideout room that it's, I mean, you couldn't ask for better, you know. You look back a couple of years ago, and we're sitting here going, "Okay, well, we don't have a wideout to throw to for Jake Fromm to even get the ball out to." So, what are we going to do? Well, now Georgia has built that wide receiver room back up. We've got guys who are returning, and uh, you've got a little bit of leadership and depth at that position now, which is really good. And at the quarterback position, you know, behind J.T. Daniels, who was taking the second team reps, is Carson Beck. Behind him, you got a Brock Vandergrift. Behind him, you got a Gunnar Stockton, and behind him. If, if he's that far down the line, obviously he started for us last year. Stetson Bennett is still there, <laughs> believe it or not. He is still there for at least his 18th year, I'm fairly certain. Again, going with a Hunter Renfro there from Clemson, he's been here forever. Um, transferred out, I think, to Juco for a little while, but he came back last year and started for the Dogs after uh, a Wake Forest. Jamie Newman decided to opt out. So Terry Godwin was his name. Boom, told you it would come to me eventually. Anyways. Uh, a couple of the other guys we're going to talk about here. Um, Keely Ringo, Amir Speed, both of those are kind of filling in that defense uh, that de defensive back spot after Jalen Kimber went out with a shoulder injury. Um, Nylon Green has also taken some second team reps there as well. Broderick Jones, he's working with a left tackle, and Amaris Mims is also working on that right side. Uh, so some good things to look at. James Cook kind of taking the first reps there at the running back position, another position that we have plenty of depth in. Um, there in the running back spot between James Cook, Zeus, Ozamir White, Kendall Milton, Kenny McIntosh, uh, Dejon Edwards. We're going to be just fine back there in the running back position as well. All, offensively, it looks like everything's starting to come together between that offensive line, especially if we can get Warren Erickson back in in that center position by the start of the season. The wideouts get them healthy within the next couple of weeks uh, and get ready to start the season, tight end, figure out what's going on with Arik Gilbert as well. Hopefully he does make the travel back to 
Georgia, and we get to have him starting the season and for the entire season uh, in general, just, just to have. It's always good to have, again, continued nothing but good vibes his way. Defensively, I think we're going to be fine as well. We've got some guys that are filling in that spot. Keely Ringo's a guy I've been waiting to see. Uh, I think he played a little bit there at the end of the season. Maybe it was just that Cincinnati Bowl game. Glad to see his name finally on the on the field and look forward to seeing him this season. Amir Speed was one of those guys who he really looked good in the past couple of years too. I think he is one of the only uh, veteran, what is it, what would it be called? One of the only veteran guys who's still around from that national championship uh, team. And he is actually another who mentioned after the scrimmage this past weekend uh, that Ad Adonai Mitchell, he's a guy that, you got to watch out for because he he's just fast he's a good player looks like he's going to be somebody who's who's extremely skilled um and a guy that jt will be able to throw to so between that talent let's see here's a quote from him actually something that he said he said we've got some very skilled receivers we might be dealing with this and that but we've got some good receivers and they give us all a lot of work every day but ad is a very talented receiver and honestly gives us a lot of trouble i think his time is coming soon he's a young guy that i can't wait to see explode one day that that comes from a mere speed there so hey he, he's kind of reiterating some of those same sentiments that i was thinking there about adonai mitchell and i hope that they come true i'm really looking forward to seeing what he does in the weeks to come and see maybe if he can kind of get in that starting position if we are still a little banged up there with jermaine burton kiaris jackson being out um, you know, having Justin Robinson in there, maybe even Adonai Mitchell, uh, Marcus St. Rosemey, I'm not 100% sure if he's 100% cleared to come on back and, and, and keep on rolling after that Florida injury in the Florida game last season. But just something to kind of keep in mind. But some of the takeaways and one of the main takeaways that I have from this season or from this scrimmage this past weekend is this. And I said it earlier, let's just calm down. It's the first scrimmage. we still got plenty of time before the start of the season. I promise you guys we're going to be just fine. We've got a few weeks, till we, or less than a few weeks now, till we get to that point where we do start the season. That's plenty enough time for guys who are injured to start to heal up. For if we know that, all right, this guy's going to be banged up, he's not going to be in a starting position, we're already making the moves. Look at that position there in the center spot for Warren Erickson between Jamar Salyer and Cedric Von Prine, those guys moving in and out of those positions, as well as on the other side, looking at uh, Broderick Jones and, and Amarius Mims. you got a Tate Rattledge that are there. You've got guys that are filling in those holes where injuries are happening and being able to work on it. Justin Robinson, same thing. Like we talked about, Adonis Mitchell, getting these guys in and getting them touches and catches, it just more reps. The more reps that you can get, the better you're going to get. Practice makes perfect. You know, you just continue to work and get to that point where hopefully you can kind of be ready to rock and roll by the start of the season. And we're gonna we're gonna be just fine. We got 18 days till we get there. You have plenty of depth. You've got plenty of op opportunity. Plenty of options on the offensive side of the ball. Defensively, like I've said for the past three weeks, you know how Kirby Smart works. He's a he's a defensive-minded coach. Having Will Muschamp in there as another defensive mind coach as well you're going to be just fine <laughs> i'm telling you uh having these guys and the ability to be able to work on these things is going to be it's going to be great todd monken on the offense he's already put his playbook in the guys are starting to buy into it 
Obviously, if we can get these injuries out of the way wide receiver core-wise and get some of these other guys that, you know, more known names, I guess you'd say, at least coming into this season, if we can get those guys back up and running and into the Todd Munkin program again this season, this is nothing but good. I think he's going to scheme up some stuff that's going to make a lot of trouble for other teams, um, and I'm looking forward to that. One other thing to take away from Saturday's scrimmage, you know, Kirby Smart did say that it was kind of a, I guess just a lackluster scrimmage. Hey, it's the first one of the season. It's the first one coming into out of the summer camps and, and getting into that fall kind of groove, even though we've still got a little, little bit of time before we actually hit fall, uh, at least season-wise, I guess, on a calendar. But we, we've still got time. Um, I know I even saw where, where Dabo Sweeney for Clemson, he said that their scrimmage didn't look good. You know, and some of that could be just coach talk between the both of them. You know, you don't want to show you cards. You don't want to say, hey, yeah, we're looking great. And then uh, you get in there, and, and it's just kind of one of those deals where, oh, well, maybe you've uh, maybe you've just kind of tipped your cap a little bit to the other guys. So maybe that's some of it. Maybe both teams are kind of in the same spot right now, you know, dealing with things uh, on both sides of the ball between injuries and all. I know offensively for Clemson, they return some weapons. You know, you've got a lot of work there for DJ Uyunglele that's got to be worked on for him to be the starter. Obviously, seeing him against Notre Dame in a season in a game last year when Trevor Lawrence was down, he looked really good. So I don't think that he is going to be uh, – I don't really think that he's going to be in any kind of trouble, if that makes sense. I, I, I'm not nervous about – his ability because I think he's going to be just fine. I think our defense is going to be just fine in protecting the pass against that. Biggest thing is you just can't give up the big explosive plays downfield and stopping the run game. You know, Georgia for the past five years has been extremely, extremely, extremely strong when it comes to stopping the run. So I think that's just going to continue. Um, so we're looking forward to that. Um, that's pretty much the takeaways I've got. We're going to take a quick break, and once we come back, we will jump into a few of the other things and wrap up this episode. All right, guys, jumping right back into it here. One of the things I want to start off with is not necessarily good news, but hopefully by the start of the season and once we get back to Athens in that week two against UAB on September 11th, hopefully this isn't an issue. But where we are right now, and in the state of Georgia, state of Alabama kind of surrounding us, the coronavirus has taken a huge spike up. Again, I'm not sure how it is for other states and other areas at the moment, but right now, and I'm fairly certain around the rest of the country, COVID has just started to rise again. So it does make me a little concerned as far as capacities go. Will we be limited? Are some things going to have to change by the time we get to the start of the season? Um, are we going to get in a position to where we start the season full capacity and by you know a few games in we realize all right we've either got to limit it way down or go back to no fans i really hope not again i hate to come out of the break and be negative and talk about that but that is something that is a concern and it is something to look kind of not forward to but just kind of keep in mind uh, as we get into the season just because we've started football doesn't mean that that virus has just disappeared. So just hope everybody's being safe, cautious, and careful out there. Let's jump into some of the JT Daniels uh, NIL deals that we came across here. I'm going to read them out to you. Uh, his first one, 
starts off with ESM, which is rep representing him. Uh, he has signed a six-month exclusive NIL trading card deal that'll pay him $100 per signal, or per signal, per signature. He will get 50% royalties on signed and unsigned cards, uh, and this could reach seven figures. He does plan to share half of his earnings with his teammates, which is awesome. Great thing to hear there. You know, that was one, some of the conversation we had preseason and when all the NIL deal, all that stuff started to drop was what happens with some of these guys who, first of all, aren't getting paid? You know, I did actually hear, well, excuse me, let me, let me finish that thought first. What happens? What happens when you get a guy who's not getting any money? You know, does that make him a little sour and decide to leave? Does that do anything to to him you know i know of a couple of big guys even big names in the in the program here at georgia they're not seeking an nil deal they're not looking for one so luckily we do have a lot of focus still on football which i'm glad to hear that was one of the other concerns that i had was are we going to be focused this season when you start to bring uh you know that business aspect into college football realm you know um that's a big deal so the other thought that I was about to jump to right there in the middle of that last one was I think I saw where BYU, uh, there was some company that decided they were paying the, the scholarship tuition for walk-on players. All of the walk-on players at BYU would be paid for. Uh, I wish I'd have got that company's name or charity, whatever it was. But just something kind of cool there. Uh, we may see some more of that in the future. So something to kind of keep an eye on. The other thing was Zaxby's. They did announce that JT Daniels is also going to be the brand ambassador for the Athens-based chicken chicken chain. Uh, so that's pretty cool there. Zaxby's will be repping him as we go through this season as well. I did not see any kind of numbers as far as what he would be getting paid uh, for anything like that. But let's see. No word on the deal, what you can come up with, Zach Pack family or three Sunday. I'm not sure, not sure exactly what that entails for him, but kind of a cool thing there. And some of the news that came out as far as his NIL deals was Zaxby's and the trading card deal. Now let's talk a little bit about some recruiting here. Let me swap over to my next page. Some of the recruiting that has happened since the last time I talked to you guys was Cole Spear. He did commit to the G. Back on the 12th, just a few days ago, he is a six foot one, 185-pound, three-star wide receiver out of Calhoun, Georgia. Went to Calhoun there. Uh, glad to have him committed to the G, continuing to add to it. Right now, we do rank fifth in the 2022 uh, rankings as of right now. Again, that is subject to change. Some big news. Big, big news out of Oklahoma is five-star, the number one wide receiver in the country, at least based on 24-7 composite rating, Luther Burden. He has decommitted from Oklahoma. Right now, it looks like Missouri and Georgia are his top candidates. He's, it seems like he's leaning more Georgia. I mean, excuse me, more Missouri. Actually, looking at the page here, the crystal, crystal ball experts uh, actually don't show Missouri. But I think he's kind of leaning more there when it looks at his college list. Their interest, you know, on the if you look at the 24-7 sports page, shows it warmer to Missouri than it is Georgia. Um, obviously, in the crystal ball predictions, it's very high for Oklahoma because he was at Oklahoma after he just decommitted. He is six foot two, wide receiver, 194 pounds. Again, composite rating uh, in the nation, he's fifth total wide receiver. He is first. And then just looking at 24/7 Sports, it only has him as a four star, 20th in the nation, 
and fourth as wide receiver. But that composite rating is what they go off of. An 09955 is that rating. Pretty doggone high. And again, he is the top wide receiver in the country, Luther Burden. Hopefully he does make a, a trip to Georgia. I know from what I was reading earlier, he has taken just about every visit you can possibly take and every camp that you can go to there at Missouri. Uh, he's also taken a few at Georgia. So again, it's just kind of back and forth between Missouri and Georgia. Seems like he's pretty high on Missouri as much as he has taken, again, those trips over that way. So we'll see. Um, I don't know exactly what things are looking like there for Missouri. They could have a pretty standout season, and he decides, yeah, this is where I want to go. I want to be able to take my talents here. Or he can see what JT Daniels is doing uh, here at Georgia with all the wide receivers that we have here. That could be a thing that's kind of pushing them away. You know, we have some older guys. We've got some experience. We've got some leadership in that wide receiver position. Is that something that – he looks at and goes, okay, they're pretty deep in that position. I'd like to be a part of that. Or is that something he looks at and goes, you know, they've got quite a few guys there. I just don't know that I would ever really get the playing time that I'm looking for. Now, if, if you're as good as this composite rating is rating you, you should get playing time pretty much as a freshman, if not as a freshman red shirt, come in your sophomore season and make a, make a lot of noise. So, But more than likely, I mean, you look at like a, a, a George Pickens, you know, not even rated as quite as high as he is, hey, you should be able to play in your freshman season and get some touches. So maybe he's looking at Missouri and thinking that's more of an opportunity. I'm not sure. Hopefully he commits to the dogs. We will see in time. I have not seen. Obviously that was just today that he uh, that I'm recording this. You're, you're probably not listening to it live here today on Tuesday, but it would have been yesterday if you're listening Wednesday. Anytime further, you can kind of figure that out. Um, recording here again on the 17th. So that just happened today so i'm sure he's going to take a little bit of time and keep that recruitment open kind of pay attention and and focus on his high school career there at east saint illinois at east saint louis excuse me high school so we'll kind of keep an eye on that and see what things look like there for old luther burden and hopefully in the end of things he decides to commit to the g now let's jump to some of the twitter content that i told you guys we were going to talk about one of the fun ones we were talking about earlier when I went through the uh, preseason AP Top 25 that came out earlier. Uh, I put out a, a, a tweet. Was the AP poll is out? Dogs are in the number five spot. Is that too high or too low? Let me know what you think. Uh, at Pod Talk Sports uh, commented on there and actually said five is a solid spot. You can argue top three, though, that's for sure. Um, and I, th- I can't remember what I posted back on that oh it may have just been that i was not i'm not quite sold kind of the same thing i was saying earlier that's it i'm not sold on oklahoma just yet uh, but we will be tested in week one against clemson and i'm looking forward to that again they were responded back there at pod talks sports yeah oklahoma's playing pretty boy ball they can barely dominate their own conference hashtag big 12 hashtag centers hashtag sec obviously oklahoma moving to the sec in 2025 my response to that was uh, one of the only times that you're going to see me quote Steve Spurrier, and that was like Spurrier said, if you're going to struggle in the Big 12, you might as well struggle in the SEC. Uh, so so kind of some fun back and forth there uh, with the guys and hopefully kind of keep some of that stuff going. Again, trying to trying to get better at Twitter. One of the other things I did put up, I did put up a poll, and I'd like, if you guys are listening to this now, y'all go and check out my Twitter. Just look down. It was from 
a couple of days ago by the time you guys hear this, but I put it up there. What is more likely for Georgia this year? Are we more likely to have two 1,000-yard receivers or two 1,000-yard rushers? I know uh, right now it, it's leaning 75% to that rushing category, 25% to the receivers. Understandably so. I mean, over the last few years, you know, looking back, obviously, that 2017 season, we get two 1,000-yard rushers with Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle. We've always had good running backs. We hadn't, I don't think we've had a 1,000-yard receiver in a long time uh, as far as receiving side of the ball goes. So the thought of having two 1,000-yard receivers, that's pretty hard to come by. Um, and it's, it's very easy to look at our running back room and say, yeah, we can easily put 1,000 yards on the ground. And I'm going to put another kind of just thought out here, at least in the podcast, not going to tweet this, but tell me, kind of thinking, I guess, to that 2019 LSU National Championship team. I would not put it past the possibility, and I'm not. This is this could be a pretty hot take here. So y'all just fasten your seatbelts, hold on real quick. If Georgia was to come out and have two 1,000-yard rushers and two 1,000-yard receivers, that means Georgia's offense under Todd Munkin has truly developed and has become explosive. Something of the sorts, again, to that 2019 LSU National Championship team where Joe Burrow threw for a heap load of yards and they also ran all over the place as well. If something like that happens for the Dogs this season, again, Georgia's offense have, has exploded and has really started to work in the way that Todd Munkin and, and the rest of the country, uh, or at least the rest of Dog Nation, would like to see. So just something kind of fun. Again, you guys go check out Twitter, at dogtalk 20 and uh, scroll down to that. Uh, we've got a few days. I'm going to leave it up for a few more days. Scroll down to that poll that I put up and uh, and vote. Tell me what you guys think. Um, I also put on the top that is pinned there. If you guys are ready for September 4th, y'all go like that, retweet it, share it, whatever you guys uh, want to do. I'd love that. Um, that's pretty much all i got for you guys. Um, again, we're going to check in with you guys next week. Let me look back at the calendar real quick. Next week, we're going to be... Just a short amount of time away, we will only be a week away from kind of starting up our two-a-days. So looking forward to that. Again, I'm going to leave the link in the description for you guys to go check out. Uh, I don't have a Facebook page for it, but for the Twitter page, for YouTube, again, we'll get it up and going here in a short amount of time. Um, really appreciate you guys listening. Looking forward to the start of the season. Again, we are only 18 days away. Um, if you guys want to reach out, I also you can always reach out to me on email too. I know some people actually like using the email link as well, and that is simple. It's on Twitter at dogtalk20. If you want to reach out via email at dogtalk, I guess that's dogtalk20 at gmail.com. So everything's the same there. Real simple to get to. Again, I'll try to leave everything in the description for you guys. Really appreciate you guys listening. I will check in with you next week. Go dogs. <laughs>